spot where the O'Rourke family had lived for almost a hundred years was known as Island McGee. And the long, narrow, hilly road that stretched between high-thorn hedges to the nearby town bore the name of Nohead Lonin. Each Monday morning, it was Kathleen O'Rourke's custom to walk down the Lonin to the village post office. Since she started out at an early hour, the road was usually deserted. But on a certain morning in June, as she passed the cottage of her neighbor, Molly Donovan, she saw Molly standing at the gate, beckoning to her. Kathleen, you wouldn't be going for the post now, would you, darling? That I would, Molly. And could you be doing a great favor for me while you're there now? It's my brother, Patrick. Three months he's gone now, Kathleen, and not a word has he written me. And I'm that worried about him. So you'd be wanting me to inquire at the post office if there's a letter waiting for you? That's it. If it's not too much to be asking you. Tis nothing at all, Molly. Wait right here. I'll be back. And Kathleen O'Rourke continued along the road. At the post office, she collected her family's mail, but the postmaster shook his head and said there was nothing for the Donovan household. And so Kathleen turned back toward home. And it was then, just after she'd passed the outskirts of the village and started up the Noed Lonin, it was then that she saw the man. He was tall. She had a feeling that he was handsome. A few moments later, she stood at Molly Donovan's gate. No word from the brother. No word and nothing at all. Oh, heaven help him. Now I am worried for sure. But Kathleen O'Rourke did not stay to reassure her neighbor. She sped quickly on toward home. And only when she reached the top of the hill did she stop to look behind her. Well, now, what do you know? I thought the lad was a stranger in these parts. But there he is, standing at the gate, talking to Molly Donovan. It was not until the following Monday, when she passed by the Donovan Cottage again, that she had a chance to ask Molly a few questions. Who was he now, Molly? The lad that was walking right behind me last Monday morning. I saw no lad, Kathy. How can you say that, Molly? You know yourself he stopped to talk to you? It's mistaken, you are, lass. No one said a word to me that morning, besides yourself. But I saw him with my own eyes. He was standing here at this gate. If this is some joke you're playing, darling, you're picking a poor time for it. Sure, and my heart's too heavy even for that. Tis my brother, Padre. We heard last night. He's gone, darling. Washed overboard. Lost at sea. It happened early last Monday morning. He must have died just when you were running up Mohead Logan. Yes, Molly Donovan's brother died at the very moment the strange young man appeared on the road behind Kathleen O'Rourke. Though Kathleen saw that man following after her, saw him stop at the gate and talk to Molly, Molly herself was unaware of his presence. This is only one of many such stories out of the country of error. A story incredible but true. Greetings, and good morning to some of you radio listeners. If I have done my math correctly, then a few moments ago, somewhat before I began speaking, was the designated time to begin the announcements for this program. So, without further skidoo, welcome, welcome, welcome. You can sit and stay a spell, for reals. You look tired. But we're all tired, aren't we? Out here, alone in our own personal darkness. But enough of that. 
we've just listened to Incredible But True, episode number one, The Man Who Walked Behind. With all that out of the way, it's time for Oob Radio Salon. What's that, you might ask? From the dim recesses of your confab unit and or planetoid adjacent habitat. Well, it's two full hours of experimental frequencies performed live each week. Some of our signals are tight-beamed lazily from the Lava Lamp Lounge secured neatly in the Mid-Valley, the Squirkoob Pod FTLing through uncharted space, the Space Bridge shooting a piercing signal to the powers that be, and from an unnamed office in an unmarked building in a secret location whose lone tenant mysteriously appears for these exclusive periodic purposes. The chakra chimp research kitchens of Northern California land then tosses those lonely transmissions together into a lovely electromagnetic salad, which is force fed to dfm.nu, creating an incredible auditory foie gras that we spoon into your salivating ear holes. Truly, we're all over the place for some reason. You'd think this could be easier if we were all together. But no, we like it difficult. It's our way. And you, by your passive participation, are complicit. How dare you? Why would you make us do such things? This is episode number 815, all your bands. Well, maybe not all of them, but at least some of them. Special remote guests include Univac, Austin, Nina Pixie and Das, along with extra special, even remoter guests, Mike Dringenberg and me, Crandina Portsmouth. My singular signal twists through the ether via long wave modulations bouncing between satellites. When we put our collective minds together, we have been known to make the form of the fourth Sunday players. We are narrowcasting live from DFM Radio International, dfm.nu, by way of the extra, neo, subsorta, semi-pseudo, sesquiomniscient, omniwave narrowcasting network. Whew. Say that five times fast. Join us on the DFM chat on Discord. Archived broadcasts of Oob Radio Salon are available at Internet Archive and the Galactic Library. But lately, some kid always seems to have them out. I'm perpetually on the wait list, and the status bot says, very long wait. Sigh. Maybe I should try the print-only version. Podcasts available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio, Tricked Me, and True Rumble Radios. We now begin our scheduled broadcast from the cold, sweaty deadness of deep space. Huh. I think it's that time of the month when Austin and I typically run into each other in these empty corridors and some sort of madcap adventure begins. According to my Proxima, Proxima watch, Austin isn't anywhere to be found. 
typical. It'll probably make me improv this whole episode myself. I wonder how many character voices I can come up with. Oh, but a lot. <laughs> well, 17 at least. Though eight of those voices sound remarkably similar, save for a random tick they've developed. But uh, I could probably fill out the cast of one of those new cartoon shows. Remember those repeating voices? They they just they wouldn't be noticed for a season or two. But I just don't want to put that to the test just yet. Maybe for sweeps. Hmm. Let's see. I'll use my multi-spanner to open up this panel. Drag, click, tap. Hmm. According to the screen, the ship mind has a tenuous lock on him. Hmm. I seem to have a tenuous lock on Austin. Despite having stuffed my ears with the unknockable, the unmockable, fascinating. But it looks like Austin thinks he wants some privacy. Hmm. Tappity tap tap. Yes, I'd like to override the clearance. Yes, I want a camera feed of his location. Uh, there he is inside the hyperspansive unit MV001. Huh. Looks like he's curled up in his tiny bunk inside his immense mid-valley, holding a angular cut pages of some super volatile storage medium made of paper and gaudy colored inks. How ridiculous. How can you access that with any efficiency? The storage space alone. Why on earth would anyone want to look at paper and ink pages? We don't just dissolve into some sort of adventurous musical interlude. Pretty soon, I'm going to have to assume that he's just wasting time and ignoring me. Like when he insists on reading paper manuals for fun. I don't get it. What a weirdo. I only read manuals as a last resort and in properly indexed digital form at that. Wait, who am I talking to? Uh, hey, uh, Univac? What, what's that alarm for? Hey, Austin, uh, <laughs> no, I, I haven't been looking at you. I mean, for you. You haven't been what? Um, I, I, I don't know. I've never heard that alarm before. Uh, it kind of has a nice rhythm. Can you? Uh, oh, oh uh, yeah, uh, cool. Um, hang on. Oh, uh, let me get my recordio out. Uh, I had it here somewhere. Oh, damn space jumpsuits. Too many Fran Tacken zippers. Uh, hey, hey, let me help. I'll take that box. Hey, this is from Earth. Austin, where have you been? Uh, you know, hanging out in the mid-valley, in the hyperspansive bay, recording a bunch of stuff for my other narrowcasting projects. <laughs> oh, yeah, your other projects. Oh, uh, and I was reading uh, these that were in the said box. Check it out, new comics I just got shipped in from DOS. Well, new to me anyway. Uh, they're all a few hundred years old, though. Look at the galactic post-date on that label. Whoa, FTL sucks. Yeah, how did, wait, how did he even, who's this Jack Kirby guy? What, King Kirby? Oh my, <laughs> we're gonna have to catch you up on your education. 
Let's see. Uh, well, uh, you can start with this uh, pile of 2000 AD that Doss sent, and I'll go find my Love and Rockets comics. Mmm. That's a big pile of papery things. I, 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 I think I'm allergic. And this pile here, uh, this is just old heavy metal comics. I read them purely for the articles, you see. Hey, yeah, yeah, kind of like Playbot Hustlin'. I read this article last week on the advent of silicone as a joint substrate for, well, let's just say the images are technically perfect. Hey, uh, I mean, I'm loving this conversation, but how long will that big noise keep going? Should, should we be concerned or something? I haven't found my recordio yet, so I can't capture it. Yeah, you know, that beat hasn't changed for at least an hour. Getting a bit annoying. I can't stop tapping and swaying. I wonder where it's coming from. Ah, here it is. Shipmind! Dr. Mister! Dr. Mister! I wish I could figure out this new voice interface thing. I, I love that simple giant red button. No, no, no. I guess that's actually my Runkian Jacks bar. Mm. Dessert for later, at least. All right, Doctor. Ash include left pointing angle bracket, IO stream, right pointing angle bracket, int main, open paren, close paren, open curly bracket, std, colon, colon. Out. <sighs> left pointing ankle bracket. Left pointing angle bracket. Open quote. Hello, doctor, period, mister, exclamation point, closed quote. Semicolon. Return. Zero. Semicolon. Close curly bracket. Run. <sighs> My is the neural clone of Dr. Mr. Nagi Nagi McCrad. Whatever. How do I activate you? Better yet, turn off that strangely ululating noise. Why are you whispering? You say my name, and then query. That's it? Like, no reading out several lines of basic C++ commands? I, I'm sure you would at least respond to my hello script. Got it! Uh, I'll just turn it off anyway. Is a bit annoying. And record. Damn. See? You did it anyway. You don't need me to command you. I spent the last several weeks reading your outrageously boring manual I scanned from paper, original, and then thoroughly, thoroughly indexed it. You're supposed to be smart enough to figure out stuff on your own. Like turning off loud, repetitive sirens or something? It was a klaxon. Yeah, but uh, can you turn it back on again? Do you really want me to? All right. 
Uh, wait. I can't find it. Can't or won't? No, really, I can't find it. It was right there. I could feel it. Kind of spiky, yet smooth at the same time. It seems to have deleted itself, I think. Maybe you need a RTFM. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll do it. I already did. Wait a minute. You read a manual? I thought you were just exaggerating earlier. Yeah. What? I Can't I read a manual on my own ship about a new feature I don't understand? Who are you? I'm Univac. Who are you? Oh, I'm Austin. I know who you are, dummy. That thing behind you. Oh, uh, that looks like a fancily dressed hologram, and they're pointing down that corridor. All your fans. Ooh, I don't sense anyone there. You, you you can't see that dapper dressed humanoid shape in the stovepipe hat standing next to the 5D chess Kergammon board? They look pretty damn real to me. I would like to see the stovepipe hat, but no, I only see that game board. Still laid out with you, Numskull's last game. Who plays like that? I would have won on the second move. Well, I thought we were pretty evenly matched, actually. I had my brown marker attacking his emperor with lots of red coin back point pawns surrounding his singularity. And, and I had my knave about to twiddle the multi-planar skirts of, of his ivory D60 with a whole legion of hyperdimensional white bishops. Yeah, that's totally a good move. Yeah, when did we even start that game? There's dust on the pips? Look, and even on the inside of the Klein bottle board. But you see someone standing there, singularly. Oh, yeah. Pretty decent looking, Dickensian, hologramish type person uh, pointing down that hall. I don't think I've ever been down that one before. That one? That's a. Uh, it goes to the. um. You know, the the place. I I don't know. Have I have I been down that corridor? Laundry? Nope. That's over there behind the bar. Uh kitchen? We stay away from that one. Oh your fans. I like schematics. Especially schematics for Japanese robots. But right now, my internal schematics and sensors show nothing on that wall but a water feature. And a nice one at that. It looks good there. Oh, yeah. I like that one too. Shimmery. Mm -hmm. But I did hear something. Uh, the hologram keeps smiling and pointing. It's getting to be kind of creepy. Well, then I guess we have no choice but to follow their friendly but pointed command. You can't follow the command of something I can't sense. Or walk through that wall. 
You'd be in the vacuum of space, maybe particularized. I'll take the liberty of assuming that particulation does very bad things to your particular physiologies. I say. Come on already. I am not a thing. I'm a visible spectrum rectilinear artifact agent of the temporarily transient nebula you're passing through now. I'm quite real. As real as this corridor, for the moment. Your ship mind has a blind spot to my frequencies. Hey, I felt that. Maybe a slight aphasia to my frequencies. Yes. Regar Regardless, we couldn't avoid digging into your sadly barely registrable cortical creative matrices as you passed by and found that we are required by local hereditary, hereditary council order to lead you through this corridor. So I was volunteered. Time, as they say, is a wasting. Um, who are they? Uh, probably uh, them, if I'm following along properly. Oh, yeah, those guys, the Van Pattens. Wait, what is this? Hang on. I am recalibrating my optical array, augmenting it with the coffee machine's thermal sensor. Stand by. Stand by. And perhaps I can upload into the TV clicker. It's infrared should do the trick. Got it. Yes, you're quite right. And they are quite dapper. I may have a new fashion guru. Right? So what's this about my bands? Uh, I thought they said all my bands. All your bands. Both of yours. But I had more than two. At least seven. Maybe even more that I don't even know about. Yeah, I had more than ten that I, I know of, that is. Is this like a test? I always get so nervous if I haven't studied properly. Do you think they mean current bands? Uh, that's certainly fewer to deal with. Remember when I said... I, I took it as bands from the past that are no more. Uh, does Zero-G Mice count? Who again? I keep telling you, the band we were both in, but you've purged your memory of. Nope, nope. I, I feel like we would have come up with a much better name. You could try listening to what I'm saying. But that that does make sense. Bands from the past. Do they know how short this narrowcast is? We can't possibly cover all of our old bands in just two hours. Minus those weird sponsored bits at the top of each hour. I can't even remember most of them, and quite a few will, were never recorded. So, you know, there might be a lot of dead air. Which is good air, but I wonder where the corridor over there goes. It looks kind of sad. I said time, as they say, is a wasting. That means haste. As in, we need to do this quickly, or... Mmm, yeah. They're usually like this. How do you stand it? I usually just hide in my coat until they stop. I built a wonderful palace out of old Fortran bits and cobalt furnishings. 
It doesn't connect to anything anymore. But it's wonderful in there, Polo friend. Very quiet. Very quiet. It allows for a lot of binary self-maintenance. Well, let's get this over with, shall we? And then we can all be on our ways. Can't believe I got this assignment. Lead on. It can't be that bad, can it? Speak for yourself. I actually remember some of my old bands. Well, at least pick up that clicker so I can go with you and make sure you touch, touch, touch all the buttons while you're carrying me. (laughs) Okay. Right this way, into all your bands, a journey through your musical pasts. There may be several stops, with tissue boxes just inside each door, and paper bags to scream into. This corridor is way more moist than it looks. The sweat of desperation. Hmm. You just, uh, roll me against the wall for a bit. Oh, that's nice, thank you. Austin Rich. We begin with you. Down this fork, we see that you have a rich, no pun intended, and varied history in the noisome arts. Although there are many vague holes, intentionally closed crenellations and misdirections in your cranial matrix, here are a few musical groups we could clarify, given the time constraints we are up against. You see around you vague outlines of portals, Ideas of a band, unrealized or unrecorded, undone. But through this door, if you will be so kind, your earliest cortically coherent band is. Oh. Oh oh my. I, 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 I should have seen this coming. No other person should be subjected to this. Friends, co-workers, or even what we are to each other, Univac. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, does it say the cat heads on that door? Oh, if only. I could have been, it could have been the cappuccino hallucinations we were suffering from in high school, or Better still, all those acronyms I tried to say were musical. But no, this recording survived. You pretend you are ashamed. From the little I can sense in his melon, do not let Austin's bow-tie-clad facade fool you. After toiling in loafcore and bedroom cassette collages that never saw the light of day, you engaged not only in the sin of proclaiming to be the percussionist for cat head, in spite of the fact that they already had a drummer, and you merely banged on garbage can lids. But then you pretended to know more than you did the day you stepped in to play bass for them at a show, in spite of never having played the instrument before. That wouldn't be the first time. I mean, how hard could it be? I mean, really, uh, I'm not quite sure. 
to this day how hard it could be to play that damn thing. Uh, does anybody know? Whew. Seems pretty hard to me still after all these years. Oh, but that wasn't your only sin. You refused to acknowledge the band played punk music when you clearly did. And even worse, you would take acid and jam tunelessly for far too long, thinking y'all had found the perfect blend between punk and free improv. We'll let the painful audio evidence speak for itself. <laughs> I never realized you were in a tool demo tape cover band. <sighs> if I could just crawl into a hole somewhere and die of 5,000 natural causes right now, that would be absolutely fine by me. You, 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 you could have just told me you were a fish fan. <laughs> I mean, I would have understood. Zing! <laughs> That burns a party for 5,000 meals, dude. Oh, I can't wait until we get to make fun of perfect, amazing Mr. Never Took Drugs for several years in a row and tried to call it art. Oh, I'm sure we'll all get to laugh for a long time at one of your gaffes. Oh, you'll be laughing soon enough. Wait, you should have called yourselves Gaffhead. We really should move along before I start laughing out loud at Mr. Zingaback over here. We'll just move down this corridor a little further until we see the next door, which sort of reads like a humorous Zen cone written by a zombie punk in Return of the Living Dead. Dead air fresheners. It's both an action and a noun. I like it. It really invokes a certain feeling. Hmm. It seems to me that we have just skipped, or perhaps walked fast, sloped even, straight past all of these other smaller doors, the blip tones, the twitches, the besweatered gents, rug burn, the black noise orchestra, primer green, limnal unnamed godhead silo tribute band, Unnamed Ramon Modern Ramon's Modern Lovers cover band. Unnamed Stereo Lab wannabe band. Wait, I think I'm starting to see a pattern here. I begin to see why we're skipping past all of these. What do they say in movies? Nothing to see here, folks. But the dead air fresheners played shows went on weekend tours, released albums, and played on the radio too many times to count. But it wasn't even my band. Yeah, but there's a lot of visual and audio record that says otherwise. Like this, for example. Wow, I might say, Holofriend, that 
Unlike the previous pile of refuse we were all quick to mock you for, I sense that this might actually be something we shouldn't make fun of. You're absolutely right, Dr. Detroit. The music sounds great. It's very compelling and covers a lot of interesting ground. Agreed. There's even some music theory being applied in the abstract, and the pointed moments of pure chaos are very effective. Too bad I've heard better singing when my 12-year-old nephew does his residence impression. Let's take a little time to listen to this gem. simple I.O. be more appropriate in a situation like this, hollow friend? If you don't, I will. Oh, you guys are so dead when this is over. I'm going to publish a zine so scathing about how lame all of your creative efforts are, and it'll be so controversial that some weirdo will start a Reddit thread about it. And in the end, I'll get really creeped out by the whole situation. But I will have my revenge. Uh, I've been dead before. Highly overrated. So many woodpeckers in this forest. You know, before this, I would have thought I had a favorite between the two of you. But Austin's revenge scheme is starting to sway me in his direction. I admire the purity of his intent. His purity of essence. Yes, yes, we hate all the same things. It's a beautiful and touching sentiment that has no place in music and the arts. Now, can we just move on to this last door here? The one with the predictable phrase written on it? Mini mutations? Wait, I'm proud of this one. Some of my best work has come out under that name. What could possibly be behind this door that I'd be afraid of? I understand. Many mutations is what it became. But do you recall its original incarnation? Before the name was final? You wouldn't. It's not me. It's the music. That was something. I'd like to hear more of that all day. You don't understand. It was the first to show. I, I, I was still figuring things out. <laughs> like how to play your instruments. And apparently you're still figuring. What music is. That you need more just sounds and voice samples randomly jumbled together, together in a haphazard and unplanned manner. 
Well, I think I just described my own play- playing style, actually. Did I just burn myself? Uh, the sound was awful. I couldn't hear myself. Yeah, 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 that's it. And, and I was drunk. Oh, oh, so, so drunk, man. Yeah, I've heard that one before. And what did Keith Morris say by way of Camper Van Beethoven's excellent cover? I was so wasted. Yeah, uh, so there was just no way the set was going to be any good at all. Uh, Besides, you can't prove that was me. I have it on good authority that you were stone sober that day. You could hear yourself just fine. And we pulled this audio from your MyFaster Plus account. You posted this with the comment, First show is Austin Rich's Mini Mutations. Feeling pretty psyched. I'm going to pay one of those temporal snipers to bleach my social media accounts. Well, you'll have to make those arrangements in a future episode of this program, because now we have reached the point in the hallway where you must go inside that final door at the end there and confront the musical demons of your past as the air catations of deadhead mini fresheners perform now to embrace all your bands. Isn't this technically only some of? Less talking, more rocking. More mocking.
at Fair Oaks. Nice town, isn't it? Hey, Bumps, Mr. Randall, look. Oh, what is it, Jerry? That bus over there. Where, Jerry? That big blue bus right there in front of the station. See the big gold letters? It says, Fair Oaks Military Academy. Oh, well, sure enough. And here comes a cadet. He just got out of it. Hey, that's pretty nice. <laughs> that's a mighty fine-looking young man in that uniform. Hey, he's coming this way. Yeah. How do you do, gentlemen? Uh, how do you do, young man? Uh, hello. Uh, are you Mr. Dugan? Jerry. You're Mr. Dugan, aren't you? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Cadet Phillips of Farrell's Military Academy. I've come down to get you. Uh, the school bus is right over here. If you'll just come with me, please. Yes, sir. Can you manage with your bags all right? Oh, yes, thank you. We're all right. You just lead the way. Say, he's snappy, isn't he? He's a real cadet. Yes, sir. Makes me happy to think that Jerry will look like that soon. They're sure keen-looking uniforms, aren't they? You bet they are. Well, here we are. Just step right in. Yeah, we'll just go right ahead, Jerry. Come on, Rank. <laughs> Now, if you'll sit over here on the right, I'll try to point out some of the things of interest on our way to the campus. Oh, fine, thanks. <sighs> sit right here, Jerry. Okay. Uh, all set, Kirk, but take it slow going back. Okay, Phillips. Now, as soon as we make this turn... Oh, here we are, right here. This is Fair Oaks Avenue, gentlemen. This is the main street of Fair Oaks and runs from the campus to the station. Oh, it's a pretty little town. Mm, yes, sir, it is. Now, right here on this corner is the city hall and courthouse. Mm, nice buildings. And across the street, there in the middle of the block, is our new post office. It was just completed a few months ago. Sure, that'd be a credit to any town. That's a fine-looking post office. Yes, there's some fine-looking stores along here, too. And if you'll notice this market on the next corner, the large one on the right... Mm -hmm. Central Market. 
Hey, it is a big one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The owner of that market was of the first graduating class at FMA. FMA? Uh, Fair Oaks Military Academy. Oh. <laughs> You'll have to get used to that. Yeah. Uh, I hope this isn't too much like a sightseeing tour. Oh, no, no. I should say not, son. This is all very interesting. When we get to this next corner, if you'll look right down to the end of the street, you'll see the opera house. It's one of the oldest buildings around here. There it is. See it? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Big one, too. Is it used anymore? Yes, sir. Once in a while. They have concerts there occasionally, and sometimes a traveling show comes through and plays there. Now, this gray building in the middle of the block, this is the public library. Hey, is that the school right ahead? Mm-hmm, yes. You can see the archways now. Oh, yes. Sir. The uh, big center arch is for automobiles, and the two smaller arches on either side are for pedestrians. But that doesn't mean you, Mr. Dugan, or me either. Yeah, but we're pedestrians. Mm-hmm, but we're also plebes. Plebes? What's that? Well, until you've finished your first year at FMA, you're called a plebe. That's another name for freshmen. And we plebes don't have all the liberty an upperclassman enjoys. Now, the archway is only the first of many traditional customs you'll learn about. You won't be told about the archway again, so remember to use the driveway and not the walks on either side. Well, look at that. It's a high brick wall. Mm, yes, sir. That wall runs all the way around the campus. Ah, Bumps, just look at those big oak trees. Why, they're beautiful. Yes, sir, they sure are, sir. Yeah, Fair Oaks is certainly a fitting name. Mm, they're very old, sir. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And getting more beautiful with the years. Uh, excuse me, sir. This last building on the left, just before we enter the archway and get onto the campus. Yes? Uh, the last little store there, the one nearest the campus wall. Mm-hmm. That's a sort of hangout for the cadets during recreation periods. Oh, it's an ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm, that's right. But you can buy most anything there, from newspapers and magazines to shoe polish and soap. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> An old Scotchman runs the place. His name's William McLeod. All the fellas think an awful lot of him. You'll like him too, Dugan. We're on the campus now. See, that's Custis Hall straight ahead, the administration building. Oh, is that where uh, Major Davis's office is? Mm-hmm, that's right, sir. Well, here we are. All right, go ahead, Jerry. You get out first. Come on, Rags. Well, isn't this nice? Oh, you bet. What do you think of it, Jerry? Oh, I like it. Isn't the air nice and fresh? (laughs) It's a whole lot different than the backyard at the circus, all right. Shall I wait? Oh, uh, are you returning to the station soon? Oh, say, that's right. Yes, yes, we're catching the limited. Yeah, you'd better wait, Kirk. All right, the bus will be here. Might as well leave our luggage right in the bus, then. Yeah, that's the ticket, sure. Yes, your things will be safe there. Now, if you'll just come with me, please. Say, just look at those big pillars. Yes, sir, and all those steps. Mm. I'm beginning to like it already. Oh, you love it here at Fair Oaks, Jerry. There's something grand about this building, Bumps. You know, Mr. Randall, I feel kind of important being able to go to this school. That's the way to feel, Jerry. Hey, wait. Uh, What is it, Jerry? Look, up there over the doorway. See that motto? Toil is a father of fame. Carved right into the stone. Mm-hmm. You just think of that, Jerry. Those are true words. Mm, that's great. Toil is the father of fame. Oh, he's holding the door open oh, yeah. for us. Come on. Right through here, gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, there's a school flag up on the wall there. Blue and gold. Hey, those are the colors the bus is painted. Mm-hmm. Those are our school colors, Dugan. Blue and gold. Oh, I sure like them. Don't you, Bumps? Pretty, Jerry. Very pretty. Excuse me. This is Major Davis's office. All right. Uh, Cadet Phillips reporting, sir. Have your party come in. Yes, sir. 
Right this way, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. How do you do, Major Davis? I'm Mr. Randall. I'm happy to know you, Mr. Randall. Uh, This is uh, Bumps, Major Davis, the head clown of my circus. How do you do, sir? I'm glad to meet you, Mr. Uh, Well, Major Davis. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is Jerry Dugan, Major. Well, well, young man, welcome to Fair Oaks. Uh, Won't you sit down, gentlemen? Thank you. Thanks. Uh, That'll be all, Phillips. You might wait outside. Yes, sir. Shh, Frank, be quiet. Well, a cute little fellow. Your dog, Jerry? Yes, sir. Uh, another member of the Randall Brothers Circus, Major. Well, <laughs> so you've been with the circus, is that right, Jerry? Yes, sir. Well, we'll just talk a little bit about you, and while we're talking, I'll be filling out these admittance papers. If you care to, Mr. Randall, you can glance over this in the meanwhile. Mm. Uh, here you are, sir. Thanks. Uh, that's the tuition fee and other expenses. Oh, oh yes, yes. Now then, uh, what was your father's name, Jerry? Uh, Timothy. Timothy Dugan. Do you have any living relatives? Yes, sir. My uncle... His name is Uncle Dan, Daniel Uh, Dugan. uh Uh-huh. And Mr. Randall is your legal guardian. Yes, sir. Well, I'll just make you out a check for the whole amount, Major Davis, the tuition, uniforms, and his expense money. Fine, Mr. Randall. Well, I don't like to interrupt, but... uh, What is it, Bumps? Well, our train, Sam. We haven't got a whole lot of time. Oh, that's right. We want to catch that limited back, Major. I can't stay away from the circus too long. Oh, no, that's too bad. Aren't you even going to look over the grounds and the buildings? Well, I'd like to very much, in fact, but uh, business is business, you know. Well, perhaps you can come down here and pay Jerry a visit one of these days. By that time, he can take you around himself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an idea. Now, let's see. (laughs) You only have about 30 minutes before that train leaves. I'll make this as brief as possible. Uh, Perhaps you'd better fill this out yourself, Jerry. Uh, Pull your chair right up there to that desk. All right. Uh, Here's a pen. Yes, sir, thank you. You'll find the questions easy to answer. But if you get stuck, just call for help. Yes, sir. And here's the check, Major, for the full amount. Thank you, Mr. Randall. Now, it's the custom, unless otherwise specified, to allow first-year students a dollar and a half a week spending money. Yeah, fine, fine. It's quite all right. Well, I think it's safe to say that Jerry will get along all right at Fair Oaks. I'm sure of it. Uh, How are you making out, Jerry? Okay. I'm almost finished. Just two more questions to answer. Good. Now, your mailing address, Mr. Randall, Oh, excuse me, I see it's right here on your check. Yeah. In care of your winter quarters. Uh, mail address to you there will reach you at all times. That's right, Major. There. All finished. Oh, so soon. Oh, oh, look here, Jerry. You didn't answer the questions on the back. Huh? Oh, I didn't notice that. I'm sorry. Well, just fill those blank spaces out at the top of the page. Captain Gardner will fill out the questions about your past school activity when you get into the classroom. Say, this is quite a school you have here, Major. Yes, yes, we're mighty proud of Fair Oaks. You know it's gratifying, Mr. Randall, to take in boys such as Jerry, and with a few years of training, education, and discipline, turn out men fully equipped to tackle life? Yes, I can understand that, Major. (laughs) Now I've finished it. Uh, Here, Major. Well, well, that was quick, Jerry. Now, uh, how about Rags? Uh, Rags? My dog. Uh, Where's he going to stay? Oh, uh, I'm afraid, Jerry, we can't have your dog here at Fair Oaks. But... Well, Mr. Randall... Uh, I thought perhaps we could make some kind of arrangements for the dog, Major Davis. Uh, Rags means a powerful lot to Jerry. I'm sorry, Mr. Randall, very sorry. But that's one of our most stringent rules. No cadet at Fair Oaks is allowed to have a pet. You can readily understand that if we allowed one student to have his pet with him at school, it would hardly be fair not to allow other students the same privilege. Well, now, that's right. Yeah, but I can't leave Rags. I just can't. We've been together Uh, so long. Now, Jerry, uh, let's look at it this way. Let's think of Rags. He's part of the circus, son. Why, why, he'd grieve his heart out if he couldn't do his act with Bumps every day and have the backyard to run around in. Well, you know how much Bumps cares for him. Yes, and and Slats and Hooligan and all the other clowns. His life is just... Perfect with the circus. Boy, I love that dog, Jerry. 
I know you do, Bumps. Why, sure, and I'll take the best of care of them. And you can visit with them at winter quarters. And maybe we can come down here and bring him along to visit with you. Why, sure. We'll take Rags back to the circus with us. Why, he'll be happy and well taken care of it. It should make you happy to know that, Jerry. Gee, Rags. Mm. Uh, Jerry. Uh, yes, sir? Uh, what do you think of Cadet Phillips, the boy that met you at the train? Oh, I like him. He's all right. Do you think you'd get along with him? I'm sure I would. Well, Jerry... Lee is going to be your roommate. Oh, swell. Well, now, isn't that fine? You couldn't have a better roommate, Jerry. Uh, That's another (laughs) tradition, Mr. Randall. As a rule, the boy that goes down to the train to meet the incoming student becomes the roommate of the new man. Well, now, think of that, Jerry. That's fine. Hey, oh, say, we've got to get going, Bumps. I'll say we do. We'll just about make that train. Well, Jerry, I guess we'll say goodbye for now. You... You study real hard and don't let us down. Remember, all your circus friends are expecting big things of you. I will, Mr. Andrews. And don't you worry for one minute about rags here. Oh, and another thing. You be sure to write to us. Sure, Bumps. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Randall, and thanks for everything. All right, Jerry. Goodbye, rags, old fella. You be a good dog, and I'll be thinking of you all the time. Goodbye, Major. If there's anything further to take up with me, just drop me a line. Yes, I'll do that. Goodbye, Mr. Randall. And goodbye to you, sir. Goodbye, Major. Uh, Come on, Rags. Goodbye, Rags. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jerry. Goodbye. Goodbye to you. So long. Phillips. Yes, sir? Uh, Take Cadet Dugan to your room now. Get acquainted with him and then see that he's outfitted in the fatigue uniform. I'll talk with you again later in the day, Jerry. Yes, sir. Come on, Jerry. Okay. So, we're kind of busy here, but did I catch the... the Stupid dog's not going to be there? Okay. I can deal with that. That was a different recording, different band. 
Welcome back, radio listeners. This is hour two of the Oob Radio Salon, episode number 815. All your bands, or some of your bands, or maybe just a few of your bands you actually have recordings of, and maybe we have time to play. Someone might complain if we don't start adding asterisks. With remote guests, Unibac and Austin Rich, and extra remote hangers-on, Mike Dringenberg, and myself, Crendina Portsmouth, sending all of our vocal and noisal sounds to Nina Pixie and Das, those brave monkeys churning the buttered noise to spread upon the toasted bread of your auditory nerves. Don't ask us why we do it. Let's just say it's our way, not yours necessarily. But we are all our own selves, apparently. Funny that. We've just returned from the intermission segment of the show, where we played an excerpt from Jerry at Fair Oaks, episode one, Roommate Assigned. Wait, Jerry's back? And that yappy dog? Can you believe we're still listening to that blasted kid? Where did we go wrong? I'm almost starting to have a sort of Stockholm Syndrome-style appreciation for this show. Like, it's bad, but in a bad way? Which is good, I guess. That must be it. Still here, so... Can we just move on? Regardless of how you feel or I feel about it, we have no choice but to head back in some more live experimental frequencies over the E-N-S-S-S-P-S-O-O-W-N-N and D-F-M. And now, Univac, your musical journey has been convoluted, noisy, awkward, and multivaried. Much of it I see now was never recorded. As you can see by mere scribbles of potential doorways off to the left of the hallway, an equally large amount was recorded, but is lost somewhere in something called the Garage of Doom. A frighteningly cavernous chamber stuffed with crap only useful to you, represented by the inaccessible doors blocked by overflowing boxes of junk on the right. We may have to walk a bit to get to the usable doorways. Why don't you just rub it in? Ah! Here on the left, we find a nearly open, partially inked door, cashmere, and a few other scribbles I can't quite read. Huh. It seems mostly blocked by a pile of old telephone handsets and teenage dreams. I think I hear a bong rattling to the soothing sounds of New Wave. Yeah. In high school, I was in a cover band of an old Earther standard, Duran Duran. I sang. Yeah, yeah. Cue the laugh track. 
Someone played a recording of one of our rehearsals over the analog phone lines to the drummer. They must have shoved a recordio under the garage door. I guess there's a recording that exists somewhere? I hear it charted on the Hot Honey Humbuckers top 10 to the 34th pop and library hits. Wow, really? <laughs> Listen to him. He almost sounded a little hopeful there for a moment. Oh, huh. Well, that would have been cool anyway. He really was serious. Well, you know, there were a few other bands around the same time that no recordings, as far as I know, exist. Absolution and Beyond the Pale. Ah, they were funny. They were a band that when we played live, it was all super primitive computer controlled music. It was programmed by the main musician, this guy who I've forgotten, just like our audiences have. So we all just stood there, looking pretty and fake playing keyboards to the people milling about at the zoo. True story. I think the singer was real, though. Hey, that, that's kind of like the Zero-G Mice. Who? We should really do something about his memory someday. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was this actual fake band I concocted around that time. Majestic Milk Monkeys. We screen printed T-shirts with the name and nuclear symbol of the center, uh, the nuclear symbol with the the center circle being breached by sperm. We we described it as peace through the propagation of radiation, which would have been the name of our super cool first album if we weren't a fake band. Fake bands, what is this? Lunchtime chatter at a hip young Republicans meetup. Focus! Let's continue on to some real bands, please. Behind this next door here is an actual recording of a fan of yours, Bumper Meat. artificial humanoids in this room placed on benches. It's like Valerie Town's apartment in the Sybaris complex in that one episode of Max Headroom. What are you yammering about? Or like some of the set design choices from Blade Runner, if you will. Boring. 
Well, yeah, uh, those are just mannequins. So this guy I worked with named Ian or Paul or something, he had this studio and we did some recording for a, a short Super 8 analog substrate film I made in, called Inanimate Adoration. Uh, it was about, basically about this dude who falls in love with a mannequin and so does a girl. They go on dates and stuff. Oh, here's some cool trivia. It was banned in Saudi Arabia, a very uptight country on earth, for being too racy. Uh, they're fiberglass mannequins for Zod's sake. Hmm. You just, uh, roll me in there for a while, holo friend. Hey, it looks like my kind of partner. And switch me on, comments I'd like to, uh, handle. So, not technically a band. Yeah, shouldn't he lose points uh, for that? Uh, or or uh, at least can we make fun of him some more? There are no points, but ridicule is definitely the idea. It was kind of a band, I, I think. Uh, I mean, we never played out live, if that's what you mean, like a tree falling in the forest thing. I did make some custom labeled quarter inch cables for bumper meat. I I'm actually using them right now tonight on this actual performance. And I have your autograph. The resale market for such items could be unfathomable. Well, we're really a waste in time here. Quite a few doors further on. Looks like we may find something actually interesting. Hollow Earth. Hippie harmonicas, as far as the eye could see. You might want to grab some of those tissues over there. Ugh. There's nothing to make light of, or to jest about in these agreeable sounds that I'm hearing. Brats, foiled again. Hmm. Did you, uh, get me a little closer, please? Well, you know, I was a bit of a janitor for the band, so it was all I could do to keep the Tibetan throat singer from slipping in the puddles of drool on stage. Uh, the, look out, the didgeridoos are about to start. Mm, seriously, seriously. Roll me in, it turns my switch. I'm finally getting the oils the good doctor always recommends. I made weird electronic noises to shakuhachi flute, tambura, drum, singing bowls, and didgeridoos. Um, way too many didgeridoos. Didgeridoos, right? Oh, man, and his jokes are better, too. I'm really feeling the second banana vibes today. We did live soundtracks for a group of really amazing Butoh dancers. Basically white painted people... White painted white people moving super slowly and extrovertedly acting out their repetitive 
nightmares, I guess. It was so 2890s, I can't remember. I always provided the mics and the amplification. They provided no help and lots of saliva. Did it really smell like that? Moving on, times. Oh, Wasting, I get it. But, but why? I, you seem to be overly concerned about getting us through this rapidly for some reason. Do you have somewhere to be? Me? No. Well, yes. I'd rather be anywhere but here right now. Even the tortured toasters of Todd Tundy sound excellent right now. And it's not like I could be on a date with that highly reflective hologram from accounts. We could be eating light bugs and dancing to the sounds of the crystal wastes receding. This is where I am, here, now. No, really, my concern is that this corridor and everything in it uh, we're currently in it. And everything in it will return to dust in the filter of space vacuum in about 30 minutes. So we better get that corn a slathered, two shakes of a buttercup's wingding, or whatever phrase gets you motivated. Mind is so full of mixed metaphors, I don't know how to phrase it. So, time's a-wastin'. Some of those scribbled doorways are funny. Valley fever, airsick bags, on the media, noisa, optical neurosuite, trademark pending, cheapo church cake, Professor Werner V. Slack, I yeah, most to, of those are... I what? seem to recall we were programmed at the same facility. Oh, yeah. Uh, most of those are buried deep, though, presumably under piles of reel-to-reel -reel and wire recorders. Oh, there's another room uh, down there, past all those doors blocked by large frequency generators and oscilloscopes, close to the end. Yes, we are near the end. Great. Finally. Here is God's grandparents. Strangely, with a tiny door labeled, the Unibat-Hendrix inset in the big door. The room is stuffed full of old electronic geegaws and craptic. Is that a vintage Fetzer? Whoa! Smells of old solder flux and leaking capacitors. Mm. Kind of makes me hungry, actually. Yeah, me too. Hey, where are those nutter butters? You won't want those anymore. I turn them into paint. Nah, 
That's okay, I've eaten paint before. It shows. It's all making so much sense now. Hmm. Let this one play a bit. Lobotomy. Yeah, this track's called Daisy. I, I dug up a, a whole bunch of early web primitive voice synthesis samples created at some place called Bell Labs a long, long, long time ago. It was my first digital multi-track song, and that's why, you know, a bunch of samples. God's Grandparents was an early solo project where I destroyed as much as uh, as many electronic things and rebuilt them. Some survived into a semblance of instrumentation. Ah, I see where that came from. Still working on the semblance part, are we? <laughs> Give me a telekinetic high five for that one, shipmind. You could just roll with me for a bit. Touch, touch, touch my buttons. Uh, okay, uh, the Univac Index was a neat collaboration with a electronic genius guy, sometimes called Peter, who he alternately went by the names Index and Modern, with no E. We also had a collab called Modern Univac, in, in which we dominated the imagined art spaces of the seven galaxies. Very modern. I can already imagine the early 90s Mac-style design aesthetic to the album covers. Yeah, graphic design definitely peaked then. Those bands existed at the same time, so I guess maybe that's why they share that door. How should I know? This is a physical representation of the broken pathways of your somewhat depleted cortex. Fortunately, I don't live there. My limited foray makes me frightened for your species. Wait a minute. Didn't we meet God's grandparents once? It was one of our early adventures, uh, before we retconned that I live here in the square cube with you. In a later episode, spoilers. Oh, oh, right, 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 I see. I get all turned around with that stuff that will have has been, but hasn't happened yet in the now. Now, I sound like I'm insane. But, you know, if we don't write it, it doesn't exist yet. I, I, I think we can ignore that bulging uh, big city orchestra door that seems to be pulsing towards us uh, near the uh, uh, end here. It smells like ground up. 78 records, smoking wires, styrofoam, and spray paint. Yeah, stand back. You never know what we might find in there. Dangerous puppets and saw blades, broken record and eight-track players. Maybe even that ringleader, Doss, himself. He gets a little cranky when woken up. Unpredictable as a paper bag full of star-hopped kittens. I, I say we let him read his comics and grumble in peace. Yeah, even I've heard of that guy. He can gaze through all time. And, speaking of, we really need to step on it and the proverbial crack. Break some egg-style pustules, rustle the chicken's pox or whatever, and get to the end before we all disintegrate. 
I, for one, don't want to have to reconstitute my atoms again. Keep your shirt on. Wait, wait, if you have one, is your shirt a shirt or just part of your skin or what? I am a being of light and sound and energy. It is all a construct, as is my patience. And we are finally at the end. Oh, I know what this is going to be. Just like the last hour with me and my bands. Y'all concatenate all Univax somehow unmockable groups. Nothing is unmockable except Cashmere. Univac was the singer, Simon La Bomb. <laughs> it's like the guy in the band, <laughs> but it's like a bad name. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have heard that. Uh, uh, but but uh, but now um, we get to play in some sort of gigantic, some sort of giant conglomerate supergroup thing. If I'm not mistaken, right? Well, get away, son! You're spoiling the show. I bring to you the end of your sad, so sad fans, Univac, to a smoky, cavernous space occupied by all of your past present, and future mutated instruments, which you now all can make noise with. And then I can get the Helter Skelter out of here. Stage left, even. That's a lot of words on that door. The God's Univac Bumper Meat Absolution Index. The pale, hollow, modern grandparents beyond cashmere. That's an earful, but it's unimpeachable. I like it. You clearly had the better career. Career? I, I think I made gas money once. Let me do that one over there. The flowery one with the uh, rubber mouth switch. The, its inscription says, sounds better when played in bare metal. Let's hope you do whatever it is that you do quickly. I can almost taste the creamed nebula.
Wow, like, like, what was that all about? Woof. Oh, you got me. I'm just the unwilling help. Let's just get out of here before we particulate. Ah, uh, particulation. I have particulated before. It's no big deal. You'll like it. It's sort of eases one's anxieties as you were, like a palace made from Fortran and Cobol. Thanks for listening. That wraps up this week's show. Another narrow escape from assured atomization and a sordid journey through bands that should have remained buried. And you got a dab of edutainment and a skosh of enter doom scrolling. So I think it all worked out in the end, right? Nothing a few sessions with the therapist can't help you get over, if I'm not mistaken. But that's neither here nor there. Tune in to Oob Radio Salon each week at this same time on dfm.nu and the extra Neo, Subsorta, Semi-Pseudo, Sesqui-Omniscient, Omniwave Narrowcasting Network. Check out the broadcast schedule for more live programs worldwide. Also, if you can, please donate to DFM by clicking the donation button on the website to help keep things running at the main DFM studio building in Amsterdam. Unfortunately, as good as the sounds are, that doesn't pay the bills. So, help out if you can. Please? Archives of Oob Radio Salon are available at Internet Archive and the Galactic Library, where print has never gone out of style. Podcasts at iTunes, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn, Tornit, and Trust Me Radio. Video clips are available here, there, and everywhere at vimeo.com forward slash U-B-U-I-B-I. If we're all lucky, Oob Radio Salon will be back again next week, 
right here on dfm.nu. And if we continue to keep all of our various digits crossed in certain kinds of manners that are superstitious in a certain way, the fourth Sunday players will crawl into your sound capturing orifices in four weeks from now. Or maybe later for those of you archive listeners in the far-flung future, which we're not there yet. But I look forward to our future visit someday. I hope we're all still together. Uh, style so long as you've got yourself an old underwood typewriter and then some other forms of old break a track. Thank <laughs> you.